Hello everybody, welcome to The Coaching Conversation. I'm Graham Wiley and I've been coaching business leaders for the last two decades. In this series, we're going to explore some of the things I've seen and learned in that two decades and hopefully help you see how you can become more focused, more effective and hopefully happier in your life. So, it's now time to sit back, relax and enjoy The Coaching Conversation. Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of The Coaching Conversation. And I'm really pleased to say that today I'm joined by Tara Ryder, who is a mental fitness coach. who has been coaching many people from around the world over the last year or so in improving and taking control of their own mental fitness. And Jed Hassid, Jed has been running a, a mental fitness pod for, a, oh, it must be nearly a year now, Jed, is that right? Pretty much. And so what we thought we would do today is just share those experiences of what's happened and what we've learned, what we've enjoyed, what's been a challenge through that program from 2021. So starting with you, Jed, how many people are in your pod? Uh, there are five, including myself, uh, from various backgrounds um, and uh, business leaders and uh, consultants. So a range of, of uh, backgrounds. Um, all of whom uh, I think I'm sort of the common element as it were in as much as I knew all of them so but prior to them coming together uh, a couple of them knew each other but the others didn't so uh, just came together and not all men not all women no a combination uh, there are two ladies and three blokes great Tara you managed a number of pods this year yes what what sort of people have you found in your pods um, again, a very big range um, because I've had quite a few from the UK, but I've also had quite a few overseas as well, ranging from the US to Costa Rica. So um, it's been very interesting. It's, again, a mixture of male, female, um, and people from varying different levels within businesses as well. So people who are more leaders down to just management level. Mental fitness is a is really a lifelong journey, isn't it? It's not something that you start on and then suddenly you're fit and you can ignore it forever. Yeah. That concept, as, as a coach, how easy is it to get the concept that this is the start of learning to run a, a marathon as opposed to you've done it, now it's finished? How, how easy is that to get that across to people, Jed? It's a great question. Um, it's got... I think it's got easier, um, not least because you know the challenges that we've all uh, lived through over the last you know couple of years and uh, COVID etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the issue of mental health and mental fitness, particularly, has come up the agenda uh, hugely, and so it almost feels as though um, you are um, tapping at a slightly uh, open uh, door. Um, but you still have to make that first step um, and uh, using the, the sporting analogy of um, going to the gym um, and if you don't go to the gym uh, physically you know about it when you when you return uh, to the gym if you haven't done so so you have to continue to do it is it it is that that uh, ongoing journey as opposed to right I've done that now I'm going to do something else um, but I think it's it's getting slightly easier, not least uh, for the reasons that I mentioned. 
Tara, when um, people embark on this mental fence journey, they they find the understanding of of, of the teaching of, of um, the practice quite easy to grasp, but it's actually knuckling down to it, a bit like a gym. You know, it's easy to work out how the machines work, but you still got to go and run on them. How do you find that when you're trying to motivate people through that period so they pick up and take responsibility for themselves daily? I think the biggest issue we come across, or I've come across, is time. People are scared to give time. And that's something that, that I have found people don't want to give up because they find they don't have that to to um, do the practices every day. Um, so for me, another analogy that I use is also like about weight loss. You know, people are very much keen to try and eat healthy and want to lose weight for one reason or another and you know I always say to people it's not something that you can just start and then lose the weight and then it'll stay off forever it's something that you've got to constantly work at and mental fitness is exactly the same so if you I found if you bring it to a level where people can understand that then they buy into it easier and they, they understand actually I can do this and I can carry this on and then they see that actually the time element just disappears once they've really understood what they need to do through the programme, they realise actually the time is minimal, it's nothing. It's an interesting point because mental fitness really is about creating new habits so that you react to life's challenges in, in different, more positive ways than perhaps some of the older habits you'd have had where you believe that the world's against you or everything's just a misfortune and, and pile stress on yourself whereas through the mental fitness coaching that we practice we're helping and encouraging people to to think more positively about it but it is about adopting a new habit so jed what what have you found with your pod how have they taken to that um in many and varied uh, ways uh graham really um and it and it never ceases to amaze me the the variety of situations where a program such as um, uh, explicit mental fitness uh, lends itself. So let me give you an example. For instance, uh, one of uh, the pod members uh, talked about a difficult relationship that he was having uh, with his eldest daughter. And uh, he explicitly stopped, put, took himself off and started to think through as a result of the, the, the techniques that he, he's been learning on this program uh, as to why it was that she was reacting uh, to him in the way that she was and more interestingly perhaps in that he can only control himself, uh, how he was reacting to what he was um, hearing and seeing um, from his daughter. And I have to say that um, about three, this happened roughly three or so months ago, um, and uh, he now reports that the relationship, whilst not uh, fantastic, has certainly improved uh, enormously as a consequence of, of this guy um, taking a step back and using some of these techniques to be able to reflect and alter the way that he thinks about the situation that he has with his daughter. Very powerful. What about you, Tom? Have you got any similar examples? 
Yeah, definitely. I've, I've got um, probably a personal one, actually, more so from when I went through the programme. I've got um, a young daughter who has um, a lot of separation anxiety issues. And by going through the programme, it's made me realise a lot of it actually lies with myself and, like, you know, how I react to her issues of being away from, from myself. And it's, it's improved, like, dramatically to the point, you know, I can leave her and I can drop her at school without any tantrums and you know tears potentially from both of us um and again there's no there's no shouting in the house there is no um like uncomfortable um behavior between any of us it's just it has mellowed everything out and like you said i can only control myself i can only control my behavior but i recognize um some of the saboteurs potentially rear up in her and i think you know she is very young but i can still see them there and i just think it's powerful that you can recognize that in other people so though you can't control that by understanding what that is in somebody else can help you then potentially change your behavior yeah one of the things that i've noticed in in my experience with pots is that people don't just use it or don't just use the, the practices on themselves they share them with others not, not as an evangelist not as a mm. preacher but they see someone who they believe would benefit from understanding a technique, whether it's a small moment of meditation, whether it's a, a positive outlook on a, on a challenging situation. And they help these people to overcome that particular challenge. And by doing so, they reinvo- reinforce that um, behavior in themselves. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they prove it works for others as well as themselves, and they get a double whammy, they get a double payback. So going forward into 2022, what, what do you see as the likely development of mental fitness in, in our client base and in our um, local population? What do we think we're going to see? It's an interesting question because I think in part what I would hope to see and what I will encourage um, colleagues, clients uh, and, and the like is that this is a topic that is explicitly discussed at the senior levels within an organization. So um, we, can, we can bring this in with uh, employee experience uh, as well, just to make sure that formally uh, board senior decision makers are acknowledging that this is so important in order to uh, let's be clear about it, um, uh, look after probably the most valuable asset in most, maybe not all, but most businesses. So it's not only about having objectives and having personal development plans and all of that kind of stuff, which is absolutely necessary, but also being clear about the mental fitness and the mental well-being of our colleagues is absolutely vital. Tom? Yeah, I, I agree because, you know, um, I work with a lot of HR managers and I find, you know, it's it's dealing with stress levels and it's dealing with situations in those roles that can cause anxiety to raise. Oh, and I think, you know, from our perspective, it's getting that word out there that this is such an important thing. And especially now because of life has changed, you know, as we've discussed before, there's lots of more people working from home. And it's, it's how does that work? Do, does does that cause any issues for the employee? Does it cause issues for the employer? Um, and it's 
getting people to understand that having a program in place um, whereby you know they are looking into the mental fitness of that staff that it can in turn have such a great impact. One of the interesting side issues or, or side effects of, of the program and of mental fitness awareness is you you help people realize that they're in control of themselves and their lives and that's how they reduce that stress because the only person who puts you under stress is yourself and so the beauty of that is you start to lead towards a self-actualization process people can take more control of their lives which means they can be much more productive of the members of a team and so if an organization you know the, the leaders of an organization understand this mental fitness is not only good at looking after the staff it's a great way of triggering high-performance teams. Mm. The more people are able to be in control of themselves, the more they're able to work more productively together, find more creative solutions, and support each other. And so not only does it feed on um, the well-being of the individual, it feeds on the well-being of the whole organisation. And so that kind of enlightenment is, is a next step mm. from the individual program that we've been talking about. Thanks everybody. This is the end of this session. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it enjoyable. Thanks to Jed. Thanks Thank to you. Tara. And we'll see you again next time. So there you have it. The latest edition of the Coaching Conversation. I hope you found it interesting. I hope you found it useful. You can find out more about our coaching programs at theexecutivemindset.co.uk. If you want to reach out, you can send me an email at theexecutivemindset at sagegreen.com. You can book a free 30-minute session at theexecutivemindset.co.uk, which will give you a really good feel for how coaching could help you. And if you've really enjoyed the session, do please rate us, do please give us a review. And nothing more for me to say other than see you next time.